so glad to have you joining our podcast, Soul Talks, with Bill and Christy Galtier. And we appreciate you sharing Soul Talks with a friend. This summer, we're doing a series of conversations on the classics of Christian devotion. We may think the old books are dusty and boring, but C.S. Lewis said they bring us the clean sea breeze because they correct the mistakes of our age. And in the Bible, Paul sets an example for us by reading the old classic books. We see this in Acts and in his letters to Timothy. Sharing a classic with a friend makes for a great soul talk. Let's do it. Christy, we got a wonderfully encouraging letter from some new friends in Mozambique, Africa. Tell me about it. Yeah, this is from Anna and Phil. They're serving on mission there to some the children's center. They've got two children, ages seven and ten. And uh, they write, we spend our lives pouring out into others, particularly kids who have been neglected by family. At times, we feel very dry, empty, and isolated Mm -hmm. from familiar church settings and lacking in good spiritual teaching on the Lord that's in English. But since we started tuning into your Soul Talks podcast, we feel such a sense of refreshment. Thank you, Lord. We really appreciate your honest words and your deep heart reflections. It has brought us closer as a couple and also in our relationship with Christ. Thank you, Anna and Phil in Mozambique, Africa. Yes, and Jesus, we pray for Anna and Phil. Mm -hmm. You would continue your good work in them and through them and protect them and guide them and grace them with your life, your power, and your presence abundant in Jesus' name. Amen. Such an honor to have Anna and Phil listen to us and all of the others of our friends who join us on Soul Talks each week. Yeah, we love hearing from you. It's such an encouragement to hear what the Lord's doing in your life and what you're learning from Soul Talks and what you'd like us to talk about. We've got a lineup of of feedback we're getting with ideas and and questions that listeners have. And so we, we love bringing that into the conversations. Yeah, and I particularly need the feedback, Bill, because I tend to kind of think, why why are we doing this every week? <laughs> Is anybody listening? <laughs> so, well, I'm listening. Well, thank you, honey. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, it's just, just us in here talking to each other, <laughs> but is. actually we've got a whole room full of people there. So. Yeah, it'd be a lot more fun if we could see all your faces, we'll have you here in person, but if, by faith we offer it to the Lord, and it's always great. Yeah, if we could you. just picture ourselves in a big auditorium, we've got about a thousand people tuning in right now. So praise God for that. Yes. It's a, a blessing to be in your lives. We're yeah, just yes. truly, truly honored. And sure as is. expressed here, what we really are about is opening up our hearts and uh, talking about what the Lord is doing or how we're reaching for him, but maybe not connecting. And just the real stuff yeah. of, of the heart and the soul and how it is in, in this world and in the 21st century as we seek to live as disciples of Jesus and a world that's often not friendly to that, and often we feel alone, and there's struggles and challenges. Well, you're probably um, happy, Bill, to be back in front of the microphone, because we had some soul talks while we were gone on our vacation, and you were like, oh, I wish we could record this. Yeah. (laughs) So we do have soul talks in our our regular life, even apart from being here in front of the microphone Oh, totally. That's how we started the podcast. This just came out of the conversations that we've been having pretty much every day for 30 years, our whole married life. So today we're talking about Jean Guyon. Jean Guyon, the French woman from the 17th century. Yeah, we're talking about following a saint, feeling ashamed. 
It's an interesting title that you came up with, honey. <laughs> well, I'm remembering here just a couple weeks ago, it was my birthday, and we were in the south of France on our, our vacation. And this was a day that I had chosen for us just to, to stay in the Airbnb that we'd rented and to read and to make some meals because we'd been in cities and we'd been traveling and we were tired and we needed mm. some rest. And uh, you had been reading the autobiography that Jan Johnson wrote mm-hmm. on Jean Yucayan. And I had been, and also you many times had read Experiencing the Depths of Jesus Christ, her book. And, and I'd started and stopped it many times. <laughs> and so again, on this trip, I I started it again. Yeah, say, say more about starting and stopping, because I think a lot of our listeners can relate to that. Yeah. Well, this was a book I remember when I first heard about it, I was really excited to read it. Yeah. It's one of the all-time great classics. Yeah. Didn't you say it's like the most read or something? Experiencing or? the Depths of Jesus Christ by Jean Guyon. Yeah. So I had wanted to read it. And so more than 10 years ago, I remember picking it up with great excitement. Oh, finally, I'm going to read this. And I was in a dark night of the soul at the time, in a depression, and I loved the beginning of the book. Just loved it when she's talking about the simple prayer from shallow to the depths, because, you know, I was relating to that and just her hunger for God and her experiencing the depths and the intimacy with Christ. And mm-hmm. I was loving all that and longing for all that, because at the time it was a dry time. Yeah, yeah her writing really cultivates the, this longing for God. Yeah. That's I, I say it's the breath of our souls. Yeah, and I I loved that because I was at a point where I wasn't really feeling the longing, but I was longing for the longing. Mm-hmm. So that's an important point. Yeah, yeah. So it was helpful because it was helping me feel the longing, mm-hmm. and so I was really enjoying that. Then all of a sudden, she's got four chapters in the middle of the book here on abandonment and abandonment, abandonment and meaning abandoning everything to God. Your whole entire self, your circumstances, your desires, all of your desires. Uh, and there was a lot of will, surrender. A lot of surrender. And denial of self mm-hmm. and dealing with, with suffering. Yes. And, you know, there's chapter seven, abandonment and suffering. And I remember just, it just shut me down because I was already in such a dark time, a time of just not feeling any of the goodness of God and feeling so abandoned by God. And it was so painful, and it was just hard to read that. And Well, and you're coming at the book comparing your experience now to the experience that I was having at that time. And I you was were in, in a, renewal. I was in renewal mm-hmm. and consolation, and I was mm-hmm. just really gleaning from the way that she was, what you were saying earlier mm-hmm. about cultivating the longing for the Lord and the, the warmth of his presence mm-hmm. and going deeper in our meditations on Scripture. And so I was just getting a lot of blessing and and renewal in life yes. from reading it. And then yeah. you come along and you, you, you get some of that, but then it's like you, you plummet. Yeah. And I was appreciating her style that's it, nurturing. It's like she's writing to a child. It's, you know, simple. Yeah, she writes she's as a writing. spiritual mother. Yes, for anybody. she wants. She's writing for anybody, which yeah. is part of why she was persecuted. But so I was appreciating all that. And then it goes from this simple, almost childlike nurturing writing to all of a sudden this really hard, tough truth that's like super advanced mm. spiritually and it shut me down it just shut me down i couldn't i couldn't keep reading because i was just spiraling down into shame and into depression and into fear so honey what were some of the things that you were saying to yourself and your thoughts and well um let me just read a quote here from page 38 she says it's impossible for you to truly love the lord without loving the cross 
The believer who loves a cross finds even the bitterest things that come his way are sweet. How much do you desire to hunger after God? You will hunger after God and find him in the same proportion that you hunger after the cross. Here is a true spiritual principle that the Lord will not deny. God gives us our cross, and the cross gives us God. So she's talking about embracing sufferings and persecution and pain and abandon, even feeling abandoned by God mm-hmm. and leaning into all of that. And I was in shame because I was depressed in my dark night. Uh, and then again on my birthday, as I was reading again, you know, at the end of the day, I remember coming to you and I said, can we go for a walk? I need some soul mm-hmm. talk. And we went for a walk and I cried for 30 minutes as I shared with you just all that, all the shame I feel as I read that. And I think, but I don't only desire, I'm not 100% abandoned to only desiring what God's giving me if that's suffering, if that's pain. I still want good things from God. And I still have attached things I'm desires I'm attached to. And there's other things I want besides just God and his divine purposes for me. I want, you know, I want you, for instance. I want relationship with you. I want to have meaning and purpose and significance. You know, there's other things that I want. I don't want to be persecuted. I don't want to suffer the way she did. She suffered horribly. So you were comparing yourself to Jean Guyon, and in your thoughts, you were judging and condemning yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's very painful. So you were spiraling down mm-hmm. into some darkness. Yeah, I was judging myself harshly. Yeah. Yeah, and so that's where you find yourself in a place of shame, and you reached out mm-hmm. and said, help, you know, yeah. I need some empathy. Yeah. Empathy is oxygen for the soul. You need to, your soul needed to breathe. You needed mm-hmm. to, to breathe in some some grace. Yeah. Well, and I needed to confess what I was feeling and thinking, and I needed to hear your perspective on it, get feedback. I needed you to clarify for me if I was understanding her right, if I was hearing what she was intending to be saying. And so, what came out of that for you in terms of a different way of thinking about her teaching there? Yeah, well, I think it's just, um, you know, I think one of the things that helped is that you affirmed that you struggle with some of her writings, too, that it's not all just Mm -hmm. this sweet nectar that, Mm -hmm. you know, you relish and love and delight in. And so that helped because my tendency is to feel like, you know, what's wrong with me? Am I even a Christian if I'm feeling this way? And you seem to just, you know, be so drawn and able to read and reread and read and reread and study and you know, the, the host where we were staying, it was his house, he, he says to us, boy, you know, I've been watching you read. You really study this <laughs> seriously, and you know, and you do. And so I tend well, to Well, the think, good thing is we were praying for him to trust the Lord, and that yeah. gave us an opportunity to have some conversation about Jesus with him. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I just see you enthralled in mining treasure, and, you know, I find myself shutting down as I'm reading the book. This is hard. This is really hard. I'm I'm on vacation. I don't want to be thinking about how I need to be embracing the cross and welcoming suffering and persecution and pain and Well, you're articulating things that I think we all feel and but maybe we don't want to admit it. And so it's helpful, honey, for you to just have the courage to admit that. And yeah, you know, the way that uh Jean Guyon writes, some of this is like, well, yeah, she's coming from such a an advanced stage in her spiritual journey. You know, like we talk about in our TLC 
training program and spiritual formation and soul care ministry when we have the the week on spiritual and psychological development and we look at those stages mm-hmm. you know she's she kind of takes us through a, a journey in the beginning of the book is more appetizing and she's speaking to our longings and our hunger and and our, our hearts yearning for god and drawing us deeper into uh, through the scriptures but then then she deals with with trials and and self-denial and she deals with uh, the sufferings and, and the cross and so forth, and she's coming at it from such a depth of maturity and relinquishment to the Lord, and because uh, she endured so much persecution. You know, we read her story. That's the great thing about her autobiography, and, and Jan Johnson's just written a, a wonderful modernization and condensing of the biography, so it's uh, shorter and really engaging, but faithful to the story. And so you can see how she lived out the things that she taught in her all-time best-selling classic book that sold multiple millions of copies. You know, you get to see the, how, well, that's in her life and how she went through that. Yeah. So I'm with you in that. So an example of something that I can start comparing myself to and uh, start getting discouraged and start judging myself, you know, reading her from her autobiography, she says, Nothing was easier for me than prayer at this time. Hours passed like moments, and I loved God without interrupting thoughts. This rejoicing prayer didn't involve a lot of concentration. The taste of God was so pure and constant that it drew my soul into a profound reflection. I saw nothing but Jesus Christ alone, and selfish motives faded. When I went to the country on business, I was so insatiable for prayer that I arose at four o'clock in the morning to pray. She goes on from there. And so, I mean, there's two ways of looking at that. One is I'm drawn to this intimacy with Jesus. Like, mm-hmm. yes, you know, I've, I've experienced degrees of this, you know, yeah. at, at different times. And it it's, woos me mm-hmm. that this is the joy of life, is sharing it with our Lord but then I also can start to go dark and start comparing myself. I'm going, well, I'm not really feeling that right now. And gee, loving God without any interrupting thoughts and constantly in rejoicing prayer and tasting the sweetness of the Lord and seeing nothing but Jesus alone is like, oh, getting up at four o'clock in the morning to pray. Oh, it's like, well, I'm not living up to all that. So, so start... even you can start to judge yourself and feel inadequate. Yeah, you know, because I, I come to you in times when I've been doing that and and seeking your empathy because I can be um, a hard critic on myself. You are. Yeah, very high standards. So we're seeking to follow Jesus through the inspiration of a, a great saint like Jean Guyon, but yet we can slide into shame that can be shutting us down. Yeah. And so what helps you when you find yourself doing that? Well, I think, you know, two things that help me. One is talking with a safe friend, someone like you, who just will listen to me and draw out my feelings and not reassure me and tell me, oh, you're, Bill, you know, you're such a wonderful Christian and oh, look how God uses you, but we'll take seriously the emotions that I'm having and, and really understand that and validate that, you know, just really embrace me in that spot. And just the process of being really listened to and really understood helps me to uh, see more clearly and helps to pull me up out of the pit and get my feet back on the ground and re-engage with the Lord. I mean, it's really the the best way, I think, to connect with God is through a person in the body of Christ who gives us compassion and grace. 
And so yes. that's a main way. And the other way that really is complementary to that is is through scripture, you know, and I don't just mean sitting down and reading the Bible. Of course, that's part of our important part of our relationship with God through his word, but I especially mean just having the word of God in me through memorization, through meditation, mm-hmm. so that as I go about my day, there are, are images and gospel scenes and thoughts and feelings that come to me from the scripture and that I can call up or I can begin to recite a passage that I've been memorizing. And I like to always have one passage you know, or chapter of, of scripture that I'm memorizing or refreshing on so that's there it's in my pocket it's in my heart and i can call that up i can you know when i'm laying in bed i can go through that and so that's that's a primary way that the lord renews my mind when i start getting into worrisome thoughts or self-judging thoughts that's great that's really helpful to me too you know something else that's helped me with this bill is we have our soul talks about what we're reading and what we're thinking and experiencing with this is our tendency with these saints and these great people who have made such an impact and their message, you know, has been so important to us and to so many others that God's used greatly, there's a tendency to idealize them and to see them as all good. And so it helps when we talk about this and we say, well, no, these are some things, you know, where we can see her her issues too. And these are some things where we think, well, you know, maybe she was a, a little off here with this. Like maybe this was a little bit coming out of some of her own issues and to be able to not throw out the good because there's some that isn't good, but to be able to say that's true for all of us. You know, we're all in process and learning. We all have issues and sins and thankfully God still uses us in spite of those. Mm -hmm. And to be able to appreciate that, the good of all of that, but also to be able to acknowledge, okay, I'm not quite sure about this. This is a little too extreme. Yeah. And that's the thing about reading the old books is that they can correct the mistakes that we're making. Mm-hmm. Like we don't teach much on, on self-denial currently mm-hmm. in our Christian culture, uh, or we don't teach that much on the uh, God is, is a judge and being just and the need to fear the Lord, reverence him, respect him as holy and so mm-hmm. forth. We don't teach as much about the disciplines of the Christian life and, and the seriousness and earnestness about it. So we need that. Yeah. That's that clean sea breeze of the centuries that C.S. Lewis talks about in the old books. But they're making mistakes. Right. They don't have the psychological understanding of human development and relationality and the healthy sense of self and some of that. Well, and even the language to talk about the self, we get into a lot of confusion around that. And so some of the old writers, some of the ways that they talk about things, they actually are perpetuating shame and Mm self-condemnation in a way that's unhealthy. And that's not what they mean to do, but you really have to sort of edit the language with the knowledge that we have today in order to receive the good that they're offering us. Yeah. And so I'm glad that I've read and I keep going back and keep pushing through because there is so much good there. Yeah. And we're, we're almost out of time on this Soul Talks, but before we close here, we need to quickly give my favorite illustration from Jean Guyana. We, oh, I felt like yes. we got to experience it there we in did. Southern France, right? Yeah. Because we're, she, that's where she's from, yeah. France. And that's why we were mm-hmm. reading her books while we were there. We we're taking our vacation and turning it into a little bit of a pilgrimage there, mm-hmm. a little mini pilgrimage to grow in the Lord. And so as we're reading her books and we're in the French countryside and we have, especially this day that you're talking about, we were actually a few days there in this quiet town there in Southern France. And 
one of the things that we see a lot of is the bees, bees. and the flowers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I know normally you don't like bees, but <laughs> but what these bees were doing was inspirational. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because they're, they're coming along and they buzz up to the flowers, hovering a bit, you know, go from flower to flower, and they're finding the sweetest scent. And they're, they're seeking a delectable and nourishing nectar. And so then they land on that special flower and plunge ever so gently inward and remaining there as they draw up sustenance mm-hmm. for their, their food, uh, for their bodies. And then after a while, they emerge out of the flower seeming with a smile, right? Yes. And Jean Guyon uses this as her analogy for scripture meditation. And she t- talks about praying the scripture is different than Bible study. Bible study is important. And she says, it's not so much judged by how much you read, but by the way in which you read. She says, if you read quickly, it will benefit you little. You'll be like a bee that merely skims the surface of a flower. Instead, in this new way of reading the Bible with prayer, you must become as the bee who penetrates into the depths of the flower. You plunge deeply within to remove its deepest and sweetest nectar. And then a a wonderful, delightful aroma breaks out upon you from the Lord, she says. So I love those words uh, from Jean Guyon. We have them in an article on soul shepherding that's uh, available for you free of charge, like over 800 resources on our website. Experiencing the Depths of Jesus Christ by Jean Guyon. We have lots of excerpts from classic authors and We'll be continuing to mention those in this series. So I wanted to share that with our listeners because I feel like we met the ancestors to that bee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I appreciate, honey. You you take the best of, of the book and you put it in a short article that's easy to read and those of us can really benefit from who maybe have trouble getting through the whole book. And so thank you for that, for offering and sharing the sweetness of that nectar. And Jesus, we do thank you that you invite us to come into the depths with you, to know Mm -hmm. you, to taste and see that you are good, to linger in your goodness, to drink your living water, to receive your life into our lives, and then to go and to share it with others and draw them into you too. How grateful we are for that and ask that you would continue your good work in and through us for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. If you do an internet search on Soul Shepherding Classics, you'll find our recommended reading list of the classics of Christian devotion and lots of short articles with excerpts from these great books. You can also find our new archive of Ignatian Meditation Guides. We have over 50 one-page PDF handouts that guide you in using your imagination to connect deeply with Christ and the Gospels. These are great for personal devotions or a small group. SoulShepherding.org is a gathering place for hundreds of people every day who are gleaning from free resources like these and sharing them with others. Drop on by, and while you're there, leave us a note. We love hearing from you.